Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host Ryan here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find The Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6NERDS5. Oh man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Real Nerds Podcast. <laughs> I am a host, James Hart. With me sometimes is Zach Eastman. Yo. Hi, you, Zach. You, you, that, you, how dare you take I demoted you for too many pre-show dick jokes. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. But it had to be done. Well, it had okay. to be done. Fair enough. Well, uh, I'm taking back my position. Nope. So. No, you're not. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing so good. Oh, my God. You're I'm in here. my living room. I'm in your living room, James. And you're talking about movies with us. I am. I'm so excited. Steve. Who are you? I've been asking myself that question for so long. Um, Too many restless nights. I am the you... I'm the local brand ambassador and the assistant creative for the Alamo Drafthouse Cinema in Denver. Oh my god! I do a lot of things, wear a lot of hats, mostly making sure that the Alamo Drafthouse Cinema in Denver <laughs> is the coolest place you can go see a movie, from concierge to glass half full to the North Pole. You are very successful. Thank you so much. Uh, would you consider yourself a boy or a box troll? <sighs> you know, I'm going to say I'm a box boy. Okay. Yeah, right good, between. Good answer. For good people answer. who will see the movie eventually, they'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Uh, so if you've never listened to the Real Nerds podcast before, every week we go see a movie. This week we went and saw Box Trolls. Yeah. Um, Oh, we are also unofficially the official Den- uh, podcast at Denver Comic Con. Forgot that part. See, oh, that's okay. This is what happens when you take away a position? I know, you, you I know. But things. it was fun. What it else happens fun. is okay, that James true. forgets to introduce two of the fucking guests on the podcast. I'm getting, exactly. I'm getting there. No, no, God. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. For fucks, I know. Sake. Ladies and I'm gentlemen, please welcome James's roommate Dan. Hi, hi, Dan. <laughs> hi. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. You've had, you've had pneumonia. Are you feeling better? I am feeling much better. I had pneumonia this week. Good. I'm really glad it was only pneumonia. Yeah, I'm really glad it was only pneumonia, too, I because keep... that means that the uh, the antibiotics were going to do something. Uh-huh. If it was some other upper respiratory... Like mad cow. Th- or or if, it were, if it were just death. Ebola. Yeah, y- yes. If it were death, the antibiotics would do nothing. If it were blindness, the antibiotics would not have helped. I don't know. I never saw the movie. But you only had it for four days, which is, um, amazes me, because I thought when people got pneumonia, it was like... It was, it well, was, he's not old. It was okay. walking pneumonia. It was like... <laughs> it was this... Like it, it's it, like, moved, it's like it was lesser, moving around? It's pneumonia, but it's like a lesser Oh, because you were walking. That's it like the opposite it's of not, FDR. It's not like a literal... God. Poor Dan. Polio. <laughs> hey, I'm really glad it wasn't polio. Yeah. Hey, Shauna, you're here. What's up, guys? Hi, Shauna. Hey. How you doing? Very well, thank you. We got a full house. You're moving soon. I am. Where are you going? I'm going to Seattle, Washington. What's in Seattle? A boy. Oh. <laughs> Wait, is it a is it a boy or a box troll? Oh, 
I'd say he's a box boy too. Oh, yeah. box boy. That was really yeah. good. A lot of box boy. Yeah, the catch that was really good. Pretty special. Um, <laughs> cool. Very cool. Cool. You know, um, no, 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 no. Uh, they're moving to Portland, not Seattle. Uh, you know, because Cora was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and they're moving too. Everybody in our lives is moving. Well, you know, Portland, so Portland and Seattle, Seattle aren't that far from each other. They aren't. And you know what they did? They took a whole lot of real nerd stickers with them and plastered them all over the West Coast which, as they drove out there. That you Point have to. Taken. But <laughs> but I am saying I have thousands of real nerd stickers. We are driving through Utah and Wyoming and Idaho and Oregon. So the people you're driving Utah out there could use up. a little real nerds in their life. Yeah, you're driving out there? On Thursday. Oh, wow. Cool. Wait, yep. I thought he was already out there. The boy. He's flying back. Oh, okay. What are you driving out there in? Your car? The Acura, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. This is not good radio. <laughs> For the Everyone, record. welcome to our lives. Oh, my God. Um, so if you don't know what we do on the show. Yeah, what do we do on the show, Zach? Well, we uh, review movies. We uh, talk about what we've been watching lately. We yep. talk about box office stats. Um, we review a movie and then talk about it and uh, fill it with spoilers. This week we saw Box Trolls, the yeah. incredible story of Nick Nolte's uh, post-Hulk life. And, um, <laughs> no, no. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful tale of overcoming your fears and you know accepting who you are and whether yeah. you're a boy or a box troll. All the things that a kid's movie should be about, especially a – well, we'll Lessons get to the review. We'll get to – well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. What are we going to do first, Zach? I think first Wait, no, fuck you. (laughs) Steve! Hi. (laughs) What are we going to do first? Mm. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel round and round. The prize wheel. Plinko. It could be Plinko, too. Oh, Plinko. Yeah. I think we should do... That is the worst sound effect for Plinko. It's not... Like I'm not going to try to do it better, but that was fucking terrible. Look, I'm, not, Lord. I'm, I'm not the biggest Price is okay. Right fan, okay. however. It, 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 maybe it's been a while since you've seen it. I can understand. Like yeah. it's okay. It's okay. And just well, not all of us stayed oh, home from enough. work this week and watched uh, the no Price worries. is I'm Right. I'm just glad that somebody was had able to call me out on it. High five. I'm that just the, the that like it's not that you couldn't hear that on the mics. So that was actually the weakest, like quietest high five that's ever happened. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was really bad. It was right on the thumb. It was like, eh. There we go. God damn it. Steve, what are we doing first? Let's do what we've been watching. Okay. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Right on. Steve, what have you been watching? Um, I just got back from the Le Fantastic Fest in Austin, Texas. Fuck yeah. you. Sorry. Sorry, was that aggressive? Yep, but okay. it's okay. All right. It's all right. <laughs> Sorry. I'm used to it too. at this point. Okay. Um, was it cool? It's okay. I'm very grateful that I've been to a good many f- film festivals. This I'm not even I'm not saying this just because I work at Alamo, I swear. It's, it's Mecca. It literally is the the funnest, most insane, chaotic, craziest festival I've ever been to. Oh my god. And I'm so glad I got to go to the the 10th anniversary of Fantastic Fest. Oh. It was it was mind blowing. Did you get to go as part of the Alamo or were you just went? I did. Yeah, I actually had a I had a staff badge. Um so a lot of people thought I was like working the festival and were like, "Can I stand in line here?" and I was like, Dude, I don't know. I'm trying <laughs> to get in the same movie you're trying I'm to get I'm standing in line yeah, here. I'm trying so to do the same thing. Here. I'm working. Yeah. You're working here. I'm not working here. <laughs> um, yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, God sorry. Did not even try to... Oh, God. I hate myself so much. Oh, I just want to jump off a we bridge. We don't allow puns like that on yeah. this show, I'm sorry. Steve. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it slipped. Because literally everyone, when I came back, was like, was it fantastic? And I was like, shut up. <laughs> Please. <laughs> fucking It mouth. was fantastic. <laughs> it was fan-mazing. 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 <laughs> Um, 
It was fan endorsed. <laughs> yeah. I actually only saw like five movies because all the ancillary events that were going around the festival were so alluring and amazing that really? I just couldn't even sit in a the theater. There was a food fight. Um, there was just people, or was it like a celebrity food fight? Well, I mean, I guess to, I mean, to people like us, it's celebrities like people like Devin Farachi from Baddest Digest oh, and fuck yeah. Nick Robinson was there, and um, a lot of people behind the scenes from the Draft House who work in Austin, and um, a lot of really cool, you know, people who geeky people. You, know, you have a Baddest Digest or a, not Baddest Digest, a Birth Movies Death at the table right now. I'm sure a lot of people who write for that were yeah. involved. Very so it was, cool. it was awesome. Sweet. Yeah. What else was there? Um, there was the fantastic debates where Ty West and Tim Lee got in a big fight. Um, <laughs> Ty West, uh, just kind of is so much taller than Tim League that he just kind of punched from above down onto <laughs> a small Tim League, but Tim still won because everyone loves him <laughs> more than Ty West. So that was pretty fun to watch. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. That was awesome. Cool. But the coolest thing I think I probably saw was the astrologer. Which is this crazy friggin' movie from the? I think it's like oh. the late seventies, early eighties, maybe. Terrible, terrible movie. Um, but it's like for entertainment value, it, it shoots through the roof, and it becomes kind of accidentally meta in the worst ways possible. Yeah. Um, and it's really not even about astrology. It's about astrology for maybe like fifteen minutes, and then the rest of the movie is just like cliff diving into insanity. Hmm. Is it like a? Is it, was it supposed to be a horror movie? Like I just imagined that it was. Uh, the fact that you're asking that question, no, it wasn't. But you can kind of imagine that it's just in terms of filmmaking and production value, it's pretty horrific. But so <laughs> much fun, so much fun oh, okay. to watch in a group. I'm really trying to. I'm going to try really hard to get it um, here in Denver because it, they just transferred it onto DCP or Blu-ray because yeah. it was only available from the um, uh, American Genre Film Archive oh, as a okay. print. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to get it here for us because it's awesome. That'd be really awesome. Man. Good, man. Very cool. It's on VHS. Did you... Uh, Have you seen it? No. Oh. I, I was making... Uh, I was he trying was, to be funny. He was joking uh, that you should put it on the VHS. Yeah. <laughs> you should put it on VHS and then Dan cut the commercials Zuber's out. Dead I'm going to put, yeah, put it on VHS or LaserDisc. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is our brand Are you sure there isn't anything else you saw this week, Steve? I'm being subtle. Um... <laughs> I did see Box Trolls. God damn it. <clears throat> James, what did you watch Didn't the week? Alamo have anything special going on this week? Special? That you might have seen. What are you talking about? You mean like Ryan Johnson being in Denver? No, oh. what the fuck? That would be crazy. Well, guess what? It happened, James. Oh, my God. Tell and... me about it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, this is the worst acting I've ever had to be a part well, of. Well, I'm not an actor. I just judge actors. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we're on a podcast and <laughs> yep. not in the business. Nope. <laughs> this is why I retired from filmmaking. Oh, man. <laughs> so started. Ryan Johnson, um, he kind of knows some of the people who we work with, and we're kind of like, hey, um, you're in town doing some stuff. Would you just mind kind of hopping over to the Alamo Denver? And maybe presenting some things like maybe your one of your favorite films, and also maybe do this thing we do called color commentary. Who uh, we've had Sam Jones from Flash Gordon, mm-hmm. um, and then next up we're going to have uh, Guinevere Turner, who is the screenwriter who adapted um, American Psycho. Yeah. So we have that coming up. Um, but Ryan Johnson presented a beautiful, gorgeous print of Treasure of the Sierra Madre, mm. um, which every girl and guy out there who's ever swooned 
over uh, Humphrey Bogart. Please watch this movie so you can stop because he's a monster in this movie. <laughs> Just a disgusting animal of a man. Well, spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's no, not really a spoiler. Right. He, is, he is a the devil movie, beast. The movie he is, is literally from like old. the first the first frame he's in. He's just like, oh, he's get from like the ninth layer of hell. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he is really. And then the next day, uh, everyone watched Looper while he talked over it, and just oh, the stories yeah, so good, the most amazing, just like weird random things, and like like that movie was already good, but then hearing him talk about it was like, oh my god, this movie is. So incredible! It's yeah. like deep. And well, and it's it, so deep, intricate, and so intricate. And it was really cool to like get to hear because basically what he was doing was like a a commentary on the movie. Because I mean, you call it call it color commentary, but mm-hmm. he wasn't like you know he wasn't telling dirty jokes. He was no. he was just doing a live commentary right. while Some they did the movie. Yeah. Um, and there were two things about it I really liked. One uh, was that there were times when he would sort of stop talking, and you could tell like he was watching the movie with us. And it was just weird. It's funny because before it, he we were kind of tech checking, and he was like, "Man, it's been a while since I've seen this movie." Yeah, and we're, he's like, "Is it any good?" Like, <laughs> Come it's, on, it's pretty fucking good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, it was yeah. So that's exactly why because he, he was probably just like just a bunch of flood of memories right. and things coming back to him. And it's a shame because like it was also really good commentary mm-hmm. that there were stories in there that I wish. I wish I did have recorded that I could listen to again because especially just the way he told them, uh, like when he told the story about, oh, so Pierce, who plays the little kid in that story, mm-hmm. in that movie, he tells the story about how he's five years old, right? right. And he really liked Emily Blunt. And I'm going to butcher this story. Um, but he really liked Emily Blunt. And there, were, there was a day on set and his mom was there with him um, where he kept pulling her shirt down or like <laughs> trying to pull her shirt down. And, she, and his mom came over and was like, hey, honey, you got, you've got to stop doing that. And he just looked at her and goes, but mom, I, I just want to see them. <laughs> 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 and it was just the funniest story. And of course, he's just telling it like while she's giving one of her little speeches in right. the movie or something. Um, but it was just an adorable. And all the stories about Pierce were so great. Uh, it was a it was a really special experience to get to watch that movie. Well, you know what's amazing, James? Um, you and... A bunch of other people can listen to it again. What? We recorded the entire thing. You didn't. We did. Well, Keith said I'd never get to hear it again. Nope, you're wrong. You're <laughs> going to hear it again because we recorded the entire thing as a podcast. Uh, we're not really sure what we're doing with it right now. Maybe something special for Victory members? You know, you I know somebody who can put that shit online for you. So Is that you? <laughs> Somebody I'm just saying. Brad, who's um, not here right now. Mm. We should mention that Brad is not. Oh yeah, Brad's not here. He's yeah. seeing um, Howard, Howard the, the Duck. Duck. So he might show up. Poor choice. I don't know. There are sometimes Brad's not here, so yeah. it's not a. So it's, it's, you know, Brad, it's not a big deal. Brad rarely okay. talks on the show. So. Brad's allowed to not be here. He's allowed a week off. So it's when okay. you uh, when you guys have these kind of special events at the theater like that, um, <clears throat> so so for like this one, how, like how full was that theater? How many people were there, dude? Like, so like a lot or like how, for, Looper, for Looper, however many fit in that theater. Yeah. And did everyone there like know exactly what they were getting themselves into? We're like, oh, Looper, let's go see it. I think, well, it's hmm. difficult. And that's the thing is like, especially like even tonight as a good example for, for mile high sci-fi, people come and they're like, oh, Howard the Duck. And then when like Harrison gets up and he's just like, we're going to talk over this. People are like, oh, come on. It's like, but I don't know how. That works because it's like on all the posters and all the websites it says right. My High Sci-Fi. And same thing for color commentary. It says, you know, color, you know, commentary with Ryan Johnson right, yeah. live in right. person. Yeah. Um, 
So we always kind of thought maybe, you know, maybe what if we did one night of a commentary and one night, uh, you know, just straight just the movie. Yeah. Um, but we thought it might be better just to have it all in one because um, it wasn't Theater 7, which is our biggest theater, which holds 200 people. And then the night before, Theater 6, which is our 35 millimeter theater, has about 130, 140. That was also jam-packed. For Sierra Madre, you mean? For Sierra Madre, yeah. 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 So yeah. it was, yeah, jam-packed. We thought, just put all of our eggs in one basket. Yeah. Which is really cool. And so, um, if we can jump a little bit into what I've been watching. Zach, say, James, what have you been watching? James, what have you been watching? Okay. Um, I was <laughs> also there monkey. for Sunday night. Super, <laughs> super smooth. Thank super you. smooth yeah, transition. Really I know. How dare you, like, how, how dare you take out the groove, you know? <laughs> uh, so, I was also there for Sunday night mm-hmm. when you guys showed a double feature of Brick and the Brothers Bloom. Yes. Uh, which, Ryan Johnson wasn't there for that, but no. they're both his first two films. Which, A, was... What's really cool because neither of those movies are probably movies that anybody else is going to show in a theater anytime soon, especially Brick. Um, Brothers Bloom might pop up somewhere for some weird reason, but Brick is one of those that like I got to see in theaters and of course have, you know, I bought it on DVD and hunted it on Blu-ray until finally they made a Blu-ray. Wait, do they have a Blu-ray of Brick? There is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very recent. I know. I know. know. A couple years ago, I tweeted Ren Johnson was like, hey, when do I get a Brick Blu-ray? And he was like, I don't know. But now there is one, uh, which is also story, uh, my James. conversation <laughs> went with him the other day. Um, yeah, so just type that into Google and it'll pull up that exact tweet. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can Sweet. see it was a, it was a it was a conversation with Ryan Johnson for the ages. And then it was like hashtag YOLO, hashtag yeah, fuck hashtag it. hashtag fuck it, <laughs> hashtag rolling deep, hashtag, hashtag um, see you in a couple of years. <laughs> the, oh god. Um, so it was really cool to see that, but that that theater was fairly empty. There were only like thirty people in that one, which but is unfortunate. But they're obscure films, like, um, and and it's a double feature, which is going to turn some people off. But it was actually really cool because we were, uh, I was there with with RJ, who has been on the show before, um, and uh, just by chance, the, the row behind us was a bunch of friends of his from work, and so we got to talk to them, and and it turned out that like most of the people in that theater, it seemed like, had maybe seen one film. Or neither, hmm. you know, like hmm. it, it, there weren't a lot of people there. Either they'd seen Brick, but they hadn't seen Bloom, or the girl who ended up sitting next to me had not seen either. She'd seen Looper and was like, "I've never seen these other movies. I really like Looper. Let me go see these films." Um, and so it, cool. it is a really cool opportunity that sort of forces people who might not take the time to sit down and watch a movie like Brick, but fucking should because it's amazing, um, and sort of encourages them like, "Hey, you gotta if you want to be a part of this big three night event." This is your chance. It's, cool, it's so. cool that they can do something like that and kind of time together with you know <clears throat> either a theme or a director or whatever it turns out to be, and maybe give a little more exposure or maybe turn people onto something else that they might really like. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry again, like I'm tra- I'm getting over being sick, so my yeah. voice sounds like the worst thing. But uh, <clears throat> uh, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, thank you. The Alamo is pretty damn awesome. Yeah. Thank you so cool. much. Cool. Thanks, Steve. Cool. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so I also saw Looper, and that was cool. And then uh, the only other thing, I, I rewatched through Captain America, The Winter Soldier this week. That's fucking great. Like, man, that movie is really good. I don't know. The Blu-ray disappointing, though. Um, not not for the movie, but just there, there's not a lot of special features on that Blu-ray. Um, there's no there's no short film. features are going the way of the Dodo. But they shouldn't be. I mean, I know they, they, they shouldn't. I know they, they shouldn't. It, it should be the other way because, of course, the internet like takes all the EPK stuff and and just spreads it all over the place, and that's really what Blu-ray like uh, special feature should be. Right. Uh, it's got a commentary which I haven't watched yet, and I probably will. But um, you know, they didn't do they didn't do a short film for this one like they have for some of the last few films. Like, 
I don't know. It just wasn't as good as I would have wanted. Like there was, there's a blooper reel on it, which I haven't seen a blooper reel in a while. It was a pretty good blooper reel, but when blooper reels are one of your features on a Blu-ray, it's it's kind of especially for a big blockbuster. Like, uh, you know, that movie's totally worth buying, but it's just a shame that the Blu-ray is not a little bit more fun. But the other thing is, uh, by chance, just because it popped up on Netflix, I started watching the new girl and it's pretty good um anybody else what they've been watching do you want to talk about the new girl shauna um (laughs) no genuinely like it's because i like after seeing let's be cops like that movie's not great but the the main guy in that movie is really charismatic and funny Jake johnson yeah 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 um and so i just i'd heard people talk about it for a while and i wanted a new sitcom to fall asleep to and which maybe isn't the the best recommendation anybody's ever given to that show, but uh, I actually really enjoy it. Basically, it's a it's a really shitty version of Space, where like this girl starts off and she gets dumped, and she's like, <laughs> "I need somebody to roommate with." So in like the second scene, she's in a room with three dudes, and they're like, "You could live here," and then <laughs> and like that's the whole setup for the show is I don't know, some strange girl lives with these dudes now. Um, and then and one of the three dudes is really funny and then doesn't ever come back on the show again and they replace him with a different black guy, which that's weird because um, I like the first black guy better. And I don't... I also feel... So racist. I know. I also feel so like it's racist. slightly racist that they had to replace one black guy with another black guy so it's they could have black It's more than slightly guys. racist. It's... Right. Exactly. Um, At least you didn't say one with the other. It's a black, <laughs> guy, roulette. It's a black yeah. guy roulette. I like the first. I, I don't like the other black guy as much. Uh, but anyway, um, it's funny. It, like, what, the, what, was it like like first episode that they did that? And then it, it yeah. was just a weird like yeah, pilot so like, situation. Yeah, probably. Okay. Okay. So like the pilot episodes got. Shauna knows about this, but doesn't, doesn't want to be on mic. Um, the the pilots got this guy named Coach, who is actually really funny. Like he's. He's the, like, personal trainer of one of the guys, and that, that guy, like, keeps taking his shirt off in every scene. And it, it's a really funny running gag in that first episode. And then Coach disappears, and then the taking your shirt off gag disappears, and the douchebag jar sort of disappears. They make that... Oh, does it come back? Oh, good. So the douchebag jar is the best joke in the first episode, where the one guy, every time he does something that's relatively douchey, uh, they make him put money in the douchebag jar. So... That I have a great good. story about that, actually. Oh, you I used to work for a newspaper in Long Beach, yeah. and Fox would send us a ton of promotional stuff, and they actually sent us a douche jar with a bunch of lollipops with money wrappers on them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was actually the best thing, besides like the X-Factor radio iPod thing they sent us. <laughs> Wait, the X-Factor sent you? Oh, the X- for some reason I was thinking Fear Factor. I wish. I thought it was like an iPod like covered in, in, in like, like... Maggots. <laughs> yeah, maggots and vomit. <laughs> The 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 earbuds are like little animal testicles. <laughs> it's just or something. an iPod uh, swe- sweating with Joe Rogan's fear. Oh, disgusting! Ugh. That's grosser than the maggots. Anyway, um, so yeah, the new girls on on Netflix. If you're falling asleep, you should turn that show on. It's cool. pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Awesome. Uh, Zach, who's next? Dan, what have you watched this week? Hey. Um, well, I've been watching some stuff like, um... Like your heart beats slow. Um, what? Because of pneumonia. I'm sorry. I thought so, it was going to be funny. So, I tried it anyway. Dan, what did you watch this week? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Uh, Thank so, you. At, at some point over the past over the past couple of weeks, I'm going to cheat. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, 
I was like, I'm going to fucking watch uh, a lot of Next Generation again because I, you know, I'd seen the whole thing before. It's fucking good. And I was like, let's fucking watch this. And I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah, this is really good. But I've seen all this before. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what can I do? And then, and then like, um, there's got to be a better way. Like, like the whole infomercial and everything. There's got um, to be a better like you way. Were, you were like slicing tomatoes yeah. and like accidentally butchering and smashing yeah. the tomatoes. It was in like, black and white and there was red stripes across the screen. Expl- <laughs> explosions going off yeah. and then Riker shows up and just nods like, yeah. yes, yes. Um, anyways. I'm tired of your normal knife. Try the Ginsu knife. Yeah, as it turns out, there's more than one Star Trek series. What? Uh, what? Shut the fuck up! No way! And so I get uh, out of here. <laughs> Are any of the other ones good? And so that, like, the first thing I did, and I, just, I went to Google and I said, like, best Star Trek series, and I just, I was just like looking because if I'm gonna commit, if I'm gonna start watching something, I want to be able to commit to it and then watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to watch a whole series and get that whole story and get that whole experience. And uh, it seems like Next Generation and Deep Space Nine are the two that everyone loves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of told myself to ignore the original series. I will watch it at some point. I've never seen it. Um, Shame. You can you can think whatever you want. That's fine. Uh, but so I think, I, start, I think you're doing it right. So so I started watching Deep Space Nine, and I'm yes. and I've um, I'm only ten episodes in. I'm like mid through the first season, midway. Um, I really like it. I want to keep watching a whole lot more of it, and I expect that I'll finish the whole thing. Um, I like all the characters. Cisco is boring as fuck <laughs> so far. <laughs> I expect that he will get a little more interesting. That's what some people have told me. Yeah. Um, I like that it's supposed to be more serialized than your episodic next generation is. And that's interesting. Um, I haven't seen too much of that yet. Actually, I, I would say I've seen none of it yet. Yeah. Uh, because we're still in the, let's just give you like one episode about Odo. Let's give you one episode about right. Quark. Um, just so you can get a little more of an idea who these people are and what they're what they're doing. It, it's coming once they get more into like the Bajorans and what's on the other side of the wormhole. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll get that. Um, I, I think I think that wormhole is an interesting plot device, even though it's been, it's almost it's been like I think they're going about it in a stupid way because in these first few episodes, what happens is like some new race will come through uh-huh. and and like that's. It's a MacGuffin, and and yes, but it's they're just like who who are you? You're the first time we've seen this weird species. I'm Benjamin Cisco. <laughs> it's like, and um, I'm boring as fuck. And and they don't like, um, they're not they're like not protective, mm. like like there's no defense about it. Yeah, um, they don't like shoot lasers at the thing that first comes n- through. No, the- no, 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 no. Like th- that's not what I mean. But oh, okay. I mean like, um, I don't know. Like maybe I'm thinking a little too hard about it, but. If we just had this gateway that just opened into this other part of of the galaxy or the or any other part of the universe that we didn't we've never been there, we weren't sure exactly what's over there. You'd think we would be a little more protective we, about like watching it and like what comes through it and like letting like who gets to go through it and all, like I, I don't know. But we'd probably personally walk a nuke into it like we did in Pacific Rim. <laughs> uh, th- that that movie's fucking awesome. I know. I'm just yeah. saying. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, trying to gauge your interest again. Of course, to be fair, in that movie, giant monsters walked through it. First, yeah, the the the, the, uh, than, the like, sorry, the kaiju came first. Yeah, rather than like you know some dude with a weird forehead who's like, well, what's your name? I don't think Are you like, boring? Yeah. Um, like Jerry Lewis with a forehead. Oi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that was good. <laughs> monsters leave. Not that I can do a good Jerry Lewis impression, but I love that yours was. Oi. <laughs> oh, 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 
That's like that's like all you can do. Like, it's, please it's call good. my infomercial. Um, Give so, yeah. to the children, would you please? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll keep watching Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. That's pretty cool. If I get through that and I'm still not like I still haven't had my Star Trek fix, maybe I'll start to watch Voyager. I don't know. Um, I love that's, that's the way I would suggest you do it. That and, and if you if you want to between the two, go back and watch OG Star Trek. Um, but for you, I think that's the way you'll enjoy the most. I, I've also seen that I should just avoid uh, Enterprise. Yes, like, don't watch like, Enterprise till you've watched all of the rest of them twice. Because <laughs> wow, so so like eight years from now. Yeah. Okay. Because it's, it's for when you have nothing else left to lose. Yeah. Like I, well, I'm already there, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really love what Enterprise is supposed to be, but it takes everything you just said about Deep Space Nine, where Deep Space Nine is more episodic and is telling you this like larger story, and especially down the road when like they go to war and shit like that. Enterprise wants to do that, but does it all really fucking bad. Okay. So, like, it, it's a cool idea to go back and explore, like, the early days of the Federation. It's an awesome idea. But instead, what they do is they tie it together with, with this, like, time war and alternate universe bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it's not what we wanted. Like, what we wanted was episodes where they have to figure out how to use the teleporter to move people because they only ever use it to move, like, cargo because they're not entirely sure that the teleporter will probably use, move a person yet. Like, that's what I wanted in an Enterprise show. And, and they don't, you like, know? like and when, I wanted, when they have the chance to go back to the early days of some of this technology and some of this I, stuff, that, like, they don't do that? Well, they, they do in the first season, but then they figure out how to use the teleporter, and then they always have a teleporter. And then they don't explore, they don't explore like, the early days of communications between, like... The Federation and the Klingons or the Vulcans and, you know, like that's what's really cool, right? Is that Next Generation is about going out to the deeper parts of space and meeting races that we we don't understand. Enterprise could have been awesome if the races we didn't understand were the Vulcans and the Klingons and the ones who were close to us. So that the only people who felt safe were the humans and that as soon as you stepped out out of your door, your metaphorical space door, uh, into... The, the space community that everything just became um, like this big battle against uh, uh, what is, uh, xenophobia, right? Like that's okay. what I wanted was this er- the early days of how humanity moved from the the fairly racist and bigots you know community that it can be into the uh, all encompassing and welcoming humanity that they are in Next Gen or even the original Star Trek. Like, that, to me, is so fascinating. And yet what we got was like, all oh, these green guys can, you know, move through time. And now nah, there's, like, insect people. Because they, like, they, they started using, like, CG creatures to do some of the aliens. And uh, yeah. It was it, so. So do they also do that weird thing where, like... Um, Every, so, God, what am I trying to say? So, like, the, like, like the Star Wars prequels had like better techno, like better technology yes. in like in the world than the original series did. They totally do that. So, okay, okay, like, so they're like their phasers aren't very good. But by the third season, where I stopped watching, I think they had like stolen phasers from the time people, and now they had better. And then they like go in and they tell these long stories in a different version of the universe that's not good either. Mm. Where like the the 
the the one busty woman is bustier. Ooh. Yeah. I'll, that have was, go, I'll have to go watch that one. That's the other thing, is that they took, like, they, because this came after Voyager, right? And Voyager introduced Seven of Nine, who, Seven of Nine is a really cool character, but she is also, like, the nerd baitiest nerd bait character to ever be in Star Trek. Kind of yeah, like your um, Yeah, like um, let's let's um, take um, a large breasted attractive blonde woman and put her in a very, very slim fitting like skin tight uni- thing. Uni- whatever thing. Like a bathing suit clothing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was her clothes and she was in a lot of episodes. Hmm. Um, which is again, she's at least a very well written character. Okay. So they did the same thing in Enterprise, only uh, to Paul was that her name? Anyway, horrible character, not interesting at all. And then at one point, she starts taking her shirt off and rubbing the back of the pilot. I don't know why. There's just a subplot where like he needs back rubs and she <laughs> needs to be topless while she does it. It's really fucking weird. I need I need that subplot. In yeah, my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's bad Star Trek. It's bad Star okay. Trek. Not uh, me. Yeah. Well, anyways. Oh, and, and then you, you mentioned, oh, Next Generation is actually about this. No, what Next Generation is actually about is like every single episode, they fly into some weird cloud <laughs> and they can't get out. Or they fly into some <laughs> weird cloud and Troy's pregnant. <laughs> and, and and I love it. I love it to death. Like, yeah. like it's it's fun. And every single episode. like But it's clouds and pregnancies. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. You're totally right. Um, I don't know, like Star like, Trek clouds. Like if it, if anyone out there has not seen Next Generation and you have any Straight. interest in sci-fi or just fun and fun characters, you should just watch some episodes. I would say just skip season one. Just don't even bother. Yeah. Like like you can watch it if you have patience and tolerance. Yeah. If you would just it's it's like c- season one of Buffy. I'm just saying. It okay. Is. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I can't speak to that. But um, you the other, watch Buffy. The other thing I kind of watched. Um, I know you. You'll get me to watch. Buffy Challenge point, accepted. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll get me to watch it at some point. <laughs> um, the other thing I watched. Maybe you talked about this already last week, but we finished watching um, the Liv Tyler Power Hour. What the oh, fuck was that yes, show? Yes, uh, the Leftovers. The Leftovers. Yeah. Um, and you and I haven't talked about this. I talked about it on the show last week, but after that episode was done, like we were just we were just quiet and we did the dishes and went to our rooms. So I'm excited to hear what you. You thought made about it sound like we have some weird thing going on here. No, I just you know. I know. I was a, just thinking about it in my head. There was nothing else going on. Nothing sexual. No, I know. No, 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 no. I'm not sexual this? at all. <laughs> our separate rooms, not our. Yeah. I no. This I was is, just this saying is like talk that should, should be happening after the podcast. I'm just saying is I'm this, excited. Is this like to a hear. personal thing that we're not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm excited to hear your thoughts. That's all I was saying. I think it would have been better if you were like in our room with two separate beds. Like an, <laughs> like an old-timey like mo- movie Like Lucy and Desi couple. beds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with, no, it's, it's with bunk beds. Like, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, Troy and I bed. We, we have a bunk bed set of... Um, yeah, so The Leftovers, it's, a, it's an HBO program. If you have HBO or whatever, or if you know somebody that does, go go make a friend with, H- with HBO and then go watch The Leftovers because that's a pretty good show. Um, it's... Uh, how did you feel about the ending? I uh, they they gave me they gave me a whole lot. There's a lot about it that I, that I didn't like, um, and I don't I don't want to get too specific. I don't know how specific you got because yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anyone that might that might watch it. But um, Shauna the... is currently plugging her ears. Okay, so so um, I wanted to draw attention to it so you know not to say too much. Is the guy's name uh, Wayne? Uh, which guy? The um, African American gentleman. Oh yeah, Wayne. I don't like his bit in that last episode. Interesting. I thought that was 
too mystical, uh-huh. too out there. Um, yeah. But they also didn't really... But they're not even necessarily saying... Yeah, yeah, but like they're not even saying like what happened with that or it's a it's yeah. a loose tie. Yeah, it's imply it's implied connection for for a show that I'm already admitting like all right, some people just disappeared and now dogs are all insane. <laughs> I don't want to gi- I don't want to even like give up. I don't want to give up that little more mysticism. I want right. it to be a little more grounded in reality. Yeah, and that just wasn't, and that really bugged me. Mm-hmm. Everything else about it, I really liked. Yeah, um, the characters are all really good. There's at one point how how far through it are you? Okay. Oh, she hasn't started at all. Um, <laughs> then, then maybe plug your ears for like one second. Uh, the um, the daughter and her friend are like having a fight. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> you talking about the one out in the grass? Yeah. Oh. And uh, I love that. Scene. Like, like they just say. Actually, I, I guess I didn't need her to like run away because I'm not going to say what they said. Now that yeah. I think about it. But like, um, just like. The, like the actual things that the characters are saying, so like the writing, but not just like what's happening. Like I mean, like what the characters are literally saying was like maybe the funniest thing I'd ever heard. Mm. Um, it was it was when she was it was yeah <laughs> I fucked your dad and then and then the, the like four words after that yes <laughs> um I, I, like <laughs> I I I thought that was the like best thing I had ever heard. Um, it's it's pretty good. So and it's a real I think I think it's. It's a good indi- like, uh, it's really great writing in that scene too. Because what those characters are actually doing to each other with what they're saying is really subtle and cool. Because they're they, I mean, they're still friends after that to some degree. But like, they still care about this, each other clearly. It's but, this, but it's this thing that like has been boiling under the surface for a little while, and finally just bursts, and it bursts in this weird way. Like you know what they're actually trying to get at. Like you know why they're actually mad at each other, but they say sort of different things to each other. Like you know, she she brings that up. Yeah. Which is not really why she's angry in life, but it's just she's just got to break out somehow. Yeah. So that that show is very well written. I agree. Really good characters, really nicely, um, like fleshed out in a certain way. Um, that are that are. Oh no, it's great. You should go you should go watch that show. It's The Leftovers and it has some guy that I never heard of, but he apparently wrote a whole bunch of movies. Yeah, he wrote Iron Man Two. Like Iron Man Two and some Justin other movie. Thoreau. Yeah, Justin Thoreau. Um then what else did he write? He was also in Charlie's Angels Two Full Throttle. Or like directed some other stuff or? to his great disgrace. <laughs> Charlie's Angels Two Full Throttle is not amazing. <laughs> no. Who who would have thunk? <laughs> hey, dude, I love Charlie's Angels One. Opening shot of Charlie's Angels One is a really cool shot. Just saying. Hmm. The one, the shot with LL Cool J. Yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> cool. Amazing. Uh, His yeah. Mick G is underrated. I believe everything I'm saying. I'm not even kidding. Dude. It sounds like a joke. We've already called the cops, guys. He's, they're on their <laughs> way, so he'll just keep talking into the microphone. Um, uh, I'm done. Cool. I'm, I'm all oh, good. okay. Cool. I, that, that, that's all the stuff I watched. Sweet. Cool. Shauna, what did you watch this week? Or I'm, recently? I'm really boring. Um, <laughs> I haven't watched anything interesting, uh, which is why The Leftovers is on my list. Uh, but you, James, watch sitcoms to go to sleep. I watch America's Next Top Model. <laughs> so it's just sad. Um, I did rewatch School of Rock recently because oh, yeah. I saw it on Netflix and that made me really happy. But the first time I watched that movie, 
I was a little less mature than I am now because that movie's been out for a really long time. <laughs> and I kind of hated Dewey for a little while in the very beginning. He was kind of a whiny asshole. Yeah. And I just wanted to smack him upside the head. And I didn't hate him the first time I saw it. But then oh. all the good things happen with the kids and it all turns around. So, huh. Yeah, it was fun to rewatch that and feel old. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it amazing that Richard Linklater is the director of... Boyhood yeah. and School of yes. Rock and the yeah. Bad News Bears remake. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. One. Yeah, yeah. I'm Before, here to remind yeah, you. he does. He does the Sunrise trilogy, and then Bad News Bears and School of Rock. And School of Rock, I love School of Rock. Scanner Darkly. Um, I like Wait, Scanner he Darkly. Do, he did yeah. Scanner Darkly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, has, that what I'm saying is he has incredible range. Yeah, it's he, amazing. Yes. Yes. I wish he had less range sometimes. You mean like Bad News Bears? Yeah, I wish he had less <laughs> Bad News Bears range. Um, but still. Did you see Boyhood, Steve? I did. Did you like it? I loved it. Good. Good. Yep. So that's it for me. Cool. Zach? What did I watch this week? Um, Tusk. <laughs> <laughs> did you go again? I went three other times. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And I loved it. Is it ever s- enough walrus? No, never no. enough. <laughs> that movie's so fucked up and bizarre. Yeah. Um, Justin Long's performance just keeps blowing my mind away, especially when he's in the fucking walrus suit. Because <laughs> I'm like, uh, that sound he good. makes is unnatural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, it's freaky. And do like, I mean, Steve hasn't seen it yet, but Steve, you're gonna like, you're gonna flip the spoilers. Fuck out. Well, spoilers, he gets into a walrus At some point, he's what? in a walrus suit. No. <laughs> um, um, but the only other thing that I watched this week was um, um, I watched the Ken Burns film on the Roosevelts. What? And How was it? It's good. That sounds it's, amazing. Is it new? really fucking good. It's all about Teddy, Franklin, and Eleanor. Huh. goes into everything like how Franklin Delano Roosevelt was a very average person <laughs> <laughs> doing average shitty things in an average shitty day. He used to lift his nose up high in the air and go like, John, Frank, John, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and then like how he would like go down and start like dealing with common people because he came from a wealthy, affluent family. Yeah. So just watching all of that and like watching historians like blindly going like doing imitations of the Roosevelts is really hilarious to me. Huh. So, um, is it like but, nine hours long? Uh, yeah. Awesome <laughs> shit. At seven, really? well, it's seven episodes, two hours each. So Jeez. it's actually fourteen. Oh, Jesus! I like. I thought some of his older ones were long. Like I, I watched all of uh, the base. Like I think it's just called baseball when I was a kid with my dad. Dun, 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 I, th- I think it's dun, like dun, ten <laughs> episodes of an hour each, probably. Yeah. yeah. And that's like a fucking lot for a kid to get. Like for a kid to commit <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. Um. Like if he's like if a kid's into it, like they'll they'll be a little more. Like ten hours of dry Ken Burns, and it's and it's like like eight it. of the episodes are all like old timey black and white shot right. like camera. Only in the last two that they get to like and it's yeah, and it's all the weird like old timey like the stuff that looks like it's moving too fast. Yeah, why does that happen? By the way, somebody who knows shit about cameras, tell it's, me it's, that it's the frame rate. Okay, so what frame rate is it, and what it's are like they 18, like, right? like what eighteen the, frames per so, second? So they shot it. In 18 frames per second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is not what you're used to seeing now. So it, We're it used to seeing 24 weirder. frames per and second. And also yeah. sometimes when they transfer it, um, they transfer it at the wrong rate. Um, so if a, an old film that is at a different frame rate, if it's transferred at the correct one, it'll look not all sped up and fast. It'll okay. look normal. Right. Okay. Cool. But yeah, that's all that I watched this week. Cool. 
Cool. Should Watch we spell into some what? Watch some good stuff. Wait. Man. Yeah, yeah, we did. Steve, what are we doing next? Uh, <laughs> box office stats. It's it's a, it's special to have him here. It's that is show. true. I, was just, I love that you're going. Wait, wait. It's like my All dad. Right. Like wait, Steve needs a turn. <laughs> box office stats. This is the box office stats. The Gee. Maze Runner. The Maze Runner. <laughs> you know what I want to hear though. The you know maze what I want to hear about though. Thirty. Hold on, we'll get there. <laughs> Thirty-two million dollars. Uh, Already. Uh, 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 Shauna, do you know anything about the Maze Runner? Why did it make so much money? I know nothing about the Maze Runner. I just you read it was a lot a of books. Book. Okay. I actually haven't read that one. All right. Everyone who's but. read the book says they hate the movie. It was yeah, not it everyone, is. but that a lot of people who happen. come talk to me. Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> I hated it. Like, did you like the books? I love the books. You haven't gotten yeah. a chance to see like snippets of it. I mean, you're not a waiter anymore, so you don't like see snippets as much. No, but I mean, I I walk through the theaters and kind of do yeah. rounds and stuff. And I m- mainly that's how I know this because I talk to people out in the lobby. Yeah. Um, and I'll be like, Oh, how was it? And they're just like. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> They all sound like Charlie Brown adults. <laughs> don't, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, everyone. The Alamo no, is listening to you. I didn't like the Maze Runner. <laughs> the Alamo is listening to you, and they are absolutely invested in your opinions. No, I am like genuinely. I really am. And the, the people who have the most interesting opinions who would like to talk to me for 15 minutes is like makes me feel very... It makes me feel like I'm actually like doing something and doing some good. You know? Good. And, um, which is nice, because people sometimes will just talk to me for 20 minutes and not even know it and yeah. then they're like oh my kids are gone i gotta go find my kids <laughs> it's, it's good to know that you're helping like kids disappear that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's really good um my my thought on this so maze like i don't really know anything about it but it's supposed yeah. to be like kids who are like running through a maze it's who are, actually it's who, are, who are like out of their element fighting for their lives so maybe it's a little bit like the hunger games and people are all into it, that totally like yeah. um but it's with a maze it actually it's with a maze like fucking I, th- I would be way more into it because it's a maze i fucking <laughs> love mazes dude <laughs> yeah they're badass in disagreement with you <laughs> if they were doing it like the hunger games meets mazes where they just kill people in the maze then i'd go i'd go if that were the case Sha- so shauna says it's actually older than the hunger games really, uh, really? and the truth is the truth is that I actually think it's one of the more interesting trailers for a preteen novel I've seen in the in a while. Huh. But all of the ones that I see a trailer for and go, that's interesting, but then don't see the movie, I end up hearing are not the best films. Because the last one I felt that way about was that City of Bones one. Oh, where, yeah. Now, the later trailers weren't good, but the first time I saw a trailer for that, I went, this actually looks interesting. And then I started seeing more trailers and was like, some of these people are witch hunters and some of them are angels. And I was like, this is too complicated. <laughs> uh, but early on, it was just like, her mom's gotten murdered and now there's some invisible guy. And I was like, cool. <laughs> um, so is, this is, is that probably, all it takes to get you all yeah, excited? Like this one is like, they're stuck in a maze and there's robots that kill you. And I thought, oh, that's cool. And then they're all that's boys all and then there's a girl. And you know the girl's going to get fallen in love with by some dude. Um, get fallen in love with right no 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 she doesn't it's a preteen novel she doesn't have any choice in the matter some dude she will get fallen in love with that's the way they tend to work um, I think that's I think that's the way life Shana, is Shauna's nodding her head so as the only woman in the room as, clearly as the, as the what re- I said as, is correct as the resident expert you can confirm yeah. that this is supposed to happen in every preteen novel so uh, not supposed to but does yeah, okay. not should but tends um, interestingly enough, uh, this is where I leave you is actually number three at eleven million dollars, which is that that movie that got kickstarted um, by that guy who made that. Garden oh, oh, State the Veronica film. Mars movie. No, no. Do you remember Garden State? 
That movie yeah. that taught you that the shins will change your life? Oh, we fucking yeah. Like they had music in that movie. No, no, no. There's literally a scene where Natalie Portman's like, you have to listen to this. Oh, oh also, it's the shins, um, it'll change your life. Also, the, the song in the trailer for Garden State was really good. I can't think of the name right now. I believe it's a new oh. slang by the shins. No, 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 no. In, in, the, in the trailer. It's oh, Let okay. Go by somebody. It's called oh. Let Go. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I really so like that movie. Let Go, Jump In. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that, that song's really good. That I, trailer's good. I like that movie. I really like that movie, except for the scene where there's like people having sex in a hotel and then other people are watching them. That scene's weird. What? And that, you're, I you're, know. You're no. not into that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I thought you didn't remember it, because most of the time when I tell people that, they're like, wait, that's in there? And then I remind them, like, yeah, they, I, I, they no, sneak I, into I, the wall. Hotel Chevalier, James. <laughs> <laughs> oh... I don't like that movie. What is, about what? Uh, sorry, go ahead. Was uh, is it true that the director of This Is Where I Leave You is the same director of Cheaper by the Dozen? I think no. Can you look that up right now? Isn't uh, yeah, I Sean can look Levy. that up. Sean Levy. Yep. That that man. Oh, I thought that This Is Where I Leave Real You Steel? was going to be also directed by. Did he also do Real Steel? Oh, it is Sean Levy. Speaking of range, we okay. could do without Cheaper <laughs> by oh, the Dozen. Oh, I'm sorry. This Is Where I Leave You is not the movie I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of um. Fuck, the what's Zach it called? Movie. The Zach Braff movie. What was it? It was called something like that. Something with a lot of like. It's called like this is where you get left, or something. <laughs> anyway, the spot where we abandoned you. This is where you. I was before. D- does that? Yeah. Se- d- does this is where you get left? Even like make grammatical sense. This is where no. you get okay. left. This is where you get left. <laughs> anyway, Tusk came in at number fourteen with eight hundred and forty-six thousand dollars. What is wrong with America? <laughs> You remember last week when I started saying really mean things about Sin City? Yeah. Um, so Tusk got beat by over $200,000 by a movie called When the Game Stands Tall that I've never fucking heard of. Oh, I've heard of that one. a football movie? It, uh, it has, um, yeah, it's a football thing. It's like a high school football thing, I think. I Once think, again, football beating out the nerds. I again. think, uh, feel free to, to tell me that I'm wrong, but I think it has Ron Livingston in it. You're right, it does. I yeah! Five points for me! Yeah. Um, what do I win? It's got Jim Caviezel in it. Nothing, because you made me realize... It's got Alexander Ludwig. <laughs> it's got Laura Dern. Oh, Laura Dern, that's how I knew it. Because I was looking up Laura Dern one day, seeing if she was Whoa. in anything else ever. Oh, okay. Besides, just, like, besides Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah, like, she's been in a close bunch up, of David Lynch movies. Close-up <laughs> pictures of Laura Dern. This is true, yeah. Well, yeah. No, she I, well, I was is... I was feeling sick, and I was like, the only thing that will make me feel better is just... It's close-up pictures like, of Laura Dern. Google image search, Laura Dern, yeah. safe search off. You were watching her two scenes in Jurassic Park 3 on loop. I think she's on the phone in both of them. <laughs> she is. <laughs> no, 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 no. They go to her house at the beginning. Like, you meet her kids. Oh, oh. so in the first scene, she's holding a baby. In the second scene, she's on the phone... Hold, holding a baby. Yeah, like gardening or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's like, whatever domesticated people do. <laughs> yeah. Um, 100 Foot Journey beat Tusk by over $4 million. Anyway, actually, 100 Foot Journey looks really good to me. It does look good. And it doesn't have any weird walrus suits in it. Shut Steve, the fuck up. Steve, what are we doing next? <laughs> um, what are my other options? Uh, you've got DVD releases, and you've got comic books, and you've got. Fan mail. News. Thank you, Shauna. News. What about hmm. fan mail? Uh, there wasn't any fan mail. Hey, we just did fan mail. Steve, what's next? <laughs> Remember the one time I was in fan mail? Uh, yeah. That yeah. Every now and then we get fan mail. People should call in. Like, yeah, what, what's numbers. that number, James? Right now, number? are we live? Uh, is it 1 800 Real Nerds? Is that the uh, number? 7206 Nerds 5. 
7206 Nerds5. Yep. 7206 Nerds5. If you call in right now, you'll be too late, but you'll get into the next show. <laughs> Let's do um, DVD releases. Cool, because that's what I have pulled up. DVD releases and Blu rays. It's another big week. What can I spin in my player this week? Um, Transformers? <laughs> no. Transformers? Yeah, Transformers. Yeah, Transformers. Yeah. Uh, so you can get Transformers. I'll probably get it to complete my collection. Transformers That's 4. That's right. Fuck you. Also known as Transformers. Why didn't they fucking do that? <laughs> oh, my God. That's... Oh, you're a genius. Fuck you, Michael Bay. Piece of shit. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, anyway, why, did, I'm, he, I'm why did he leave that joke on the ground? From no. the idea guys behind Lucky Number Slevin and Layer Cake, all with numbers in their titles, comes Transformers. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm so I'm so glad you pulled Layer Cake out of that. Like Lucky Number Eleven is also a deep or cut, but seven. Layer Cake, because nobody else knows True. that Layer Cake has a four in it. Like, why would you know that? Wait, Lucky Number Eleven definitely has a number in it, right? It does. Yeah, okay, cool. it's the yeah. L is a seven. This is epical. I yeah. didn't know if I was. Being also, dumb. the movie's called Lucky Number Eleven, which yeah. is just such a weird title. That movie's bad. I like that movie. I th- I think I've seen it. I think it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, might be layer, layer, layer cake is I'm really good. Sure. <laughs> layer cake is really good with Cole Meany, who plays O'Brien in Deep Space Nine. Also Daniel Craig. Also Daniel Craig, who plays himself in James Bond. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. The, so the real thing that you got to pick up this week, especially if you're people like me who didn't see this movie in theaters, is Chef. The John Favreau movie starring John Favreau, written by John Favreau, Directed where John Favreau, Favreau plays a chef. Catered by John Favreau. Catered by John Favreau. Uh, apparently, it inspired. This is a piece of news we're not going to talk about later because it's not really news. It inspired somebody to make a real like restaurant based on the film Chef. So that's a thing. I've heard it's really good. Steve, did you see it? I didn't see it, but I'm imagining this restaurant, and I'm just like hoping that they accidentally saw swingers. <laughs> we had a restaurant based on swingers. That would be, really that would be the most amazing did, restaurant did, experience ever. Did anybody see Chef? Nope. No. Okay. Um, what else this week? Gone with the Wind is getting a 75th anniversary Blu-ray edition, which is one of those like big box set things, and it looks pretty cool. I wish I about buying no big box set. No, no. <laughs> it's it's too bad that I already checked I it off. I of... chose the weirdest line from that <laughs> you did, movie. Yeah, then. of all the ones. Yeah. Uh, it's too <laughs> bad that I already checked it off my list of shame because I would really like this one now. But I already bought a, a nice Blu-ray set of this movie. Um, yeah, the documentaries that you get on the set that you that you probably currently have, yeah. are just as good. They are. They're know, really like, cool. What are they putting I, on this one? I I don't know. It's just I a bigger care. set. I'm a I'm a materialist. Like I like the big box, right? Like I'm the guy who owns that big, gorgeous Casablanca set with like the little like the the paper in the front is all cut out really cool. Right. Yeah. And it's in like the blue box. Oh my god, it's so cool. It's better than the movie almost. Like that's what's so bad about it. I love <laughs> Casablanca. <laughs> But, but the box is better than the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Live Another Day, the 24 film thing, is out this week. It's coming out on like home, like home release? Yeah, yeah, on Blu-ray. Interesting. Uh, and then they're also re-releasing the entire series with a set that has Live Another Day in it. Is it a Blu-ray? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a Blu-ray set of the whole thing. Good. I'd have to go back and check, but I'm pretty sure. Fucking 24. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We, yeah. We are running out of time. Deep, <laughs> deep. <laughs> Chunk, chunk. Um, Once Upon a Time in America, the movie with Joe Pesci and that guy, uh, Robert De Niro, 
is getting a Blu-ray yeah, release this guy. week. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah, Robert De Niro. Not a big deal. Um, I've actually never seen Once Upon a Time in America. Is that one good? Yes, it that, is. That's not but, the... But there's another cut of it that I'm sure is way better. Yeah? Like the longest cut that would take days to watch, like a miniseries almost. It's one of those. Yeah. Uh, like like uh, like There Will Be Blood. Um, Wait, is there a longest no, cut that There Will Be like Blood? No, well, there oh, was. Uh, don't it's, tempt me. No. Oh, no. So my my take on There Will Be Blood is that there is a good movie made there, but most of it got left on the cutting room floor, and then he just took you all the. Shut your dirty mouth. He took all. He took all. He took all the. Filthy, dirty he took mouth. all the deleted scenes and taped them together and showed those to me. Yeah. And then full just, of it. And then just put some racket in the background. As it sound. is the story of a man turning pure evil, and it is amazing. <laughs> I hate you. That. The glorious sounds of Johnny Greenwood. Yeah. From Radiohead. But instead of there, yeah, the tight, <laughs> tight violins. Instead of There Will Be Blood, this week you can pick up Leprechaun, the complete movie collection. <laughs> right. No, oh, no, 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 no. Awesome. <laughs> I would love to pick up Leprechaun, Which, but not by those pretexts, not by that context. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. Um, it's actually a really cool I hate box you. set. Like the, <laughs> is it shaped like a leprechaun head? Or no, it's like please it's tell just, me it is. It's just the box art is, uh, is really what if well like pop, What if like, you flip through the pages in the DVD thing and like leprechaun heads pop out? And they go, I'd be your lucky charm. That sounds like more money than they would spend on a leprechaun's blue, or or, or more money than they have to spend on something like that. <laughs> yeah, or so. Warwick Davis shows up and gives you his copy, yeah. your copy Warwick, of leprechaun. Warwick Davis calls you on the phone and goes, "Thank you for buying leprechaun, the complete movie series." Thank you for series. buying. Can, can it be leprechaun. like those Hallmark cards, like like there's just the sound chip that plays it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, but, but it's exactly. every time you open it. Oh, <laughs> or it could be like the, the Twin Peaks <laughs> Blu-ray cover, where it has. Um, Name Laura Palmer, where it's like half of her her prom photo, or whatever, and oh, the yeah. inside is like her dead face. <laughs> yeah. Which is that with the leprechaun? Oh, interesting. Oh man, but That's inside cool. it, but inside it's just Warwick Davis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, Krull is also getting a Blu-ray release this week, so if you want the cult classic Krull, this is your chance. Uh, and then some movie with Owen Wilson and Jack Galifianakis and unfortunately Amy Poehler called "Are You Here." In all undercase. From the creator of Mad Men. Yep. Mad Men. So Mad Men. Now's your chance to, to check out that movie. Is that movie bad or something? I, I have no idea. I've never heard of it before. Never heard huh. of it either. With never Zach Abracadabra? Um, what? Zach Abracapocus? <laughs> no. I, I, I got it the first time, by the way. Like, James said, what? Or huh? Or whatever. I, I understood the joke. No, somebody, yeah. somebody I know on Facebook wrote a review, and they called him Zach Abracopocus, and I just slapped my ass <laughs> off. Because <laughs> uh, they were reviewing Birdman or The Virtue of Ignorance. Oh, is it? Oh, Somebody in how LA was the review? saw the screening of it. And, well, how was the review? He loved it. I'm, exci- loved I'm excited. It. Even Birdman. though he called him Zach Abracopocus, he, yeah. loved, he loved the movie, and he loved everything in it. So. Cool. I'm excited. And this is that coming to the Alamo? Uh, I believe it is because it is the next Draft House Recommends Birdman. Oh, cool. Or the Virtue of Victor. I actually just got the poster um, in the mail this week. So sometimes I like to give out posters at screenings of stuff. So mm. maybe I'll be giving out a Birdman poster with those. Ooh. Hot, tips. Hot tips on your Real Nerds podcast. Hot poster uh, tips. Steve, what are we doing next? Uh, are we doing news? Sure. Cool. It's Real News. There's really not any news this week. 24 is out on Blu-ray this week. God damn. Uh, Leprechaun, super, <laughs> super triple box set. Uh, Hot news. Why the Last Man is Dead, which that sucks. 
Uh, Dan Trachtenberg, who was who used to be the host of the Totally Rad Show, was set to direct it and has been working on something else for a while. And D- uh, Dan in, Dan Trachtenberg, yeah, Dan Trachtenberg, um, Michelle Trachtenberg, nope, Harry no. the Spy, nope, nope. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just free associated. Nope. Yeah, I'm just, I, I had that orange VHS. As Euro a kid, trip, so. yeah, yeah. I I used to love that they that Nickelodeon made the clamshells different colors because yeah. I had the orange clamshell of Rugrats. Do you think Good Burger was an orange one? I, I have no idea. It, sure. it definitely was. It was, but then they eventually released a paperback version, which you can get at the Tradesmart for fifty cents. Because I almost bought it, but didn't. Paperback as just in like the box. That yeah, it was like the, out like of. the cardboard ones. Okay, yeah, 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 sure. Like my 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 Indiana Jones collection. What's the, a VHS, guys? <sighs> Dude, it's uh, <laughs> what you would record the one movie that he saw on that I forgot because yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> have I told you the story? So Steve, uh, like a while back, I started doing this thing where. If I wanted to send like free tickets to the Alamo, for example, to some fans in the mail, what I would do is I would uh, put them in a. I would write them. I would get a VHS copy of something stupid like Pearl Harbor, and then <laughs> write a note. Yeah, hey, I wonder who the, you gave that to. And then slip the tickets in there and mail or give that VHS to people. That's actually an amazing idea. I, I thought it that. was pretty good. I so still cool. have a lot of them, unfortunately. Really. Um, and so. Uh, while I was at the the Tradesmart looking for VHSs that were funny to give out to people like The Rock or something, um, actually that's a bad example because I would love that because The so Rock. So a lot amazing. of people actually have have a love for The Rock. Right? I adore The Rock. Um, well, I, would I was just lo- I would to love think to have about... just a VHS copy of The Rock, even though we can't play it, and just keep it on the mantle. So I bought like, keep it out on display. So I do with mine. The reason yeah. the reason I thought of it is because I bought the DVD version of the Criterion Collection of The Rock. Just because I thought it was funny, um, even though it was DVD, and I was like, "I'm never going to watch this," but I think it's cool to have the Criterion version of The Rock. So when that Criterion was like, "This is a great idea," and then totally. afterwards they were like, "Oh, yeah." They did one for Armageddon too. So oh, yeah. Yeah. they, they, they used to just the first time. they used to just give Michael Bay movies Criterion editions, which is weird. They want to do like um, a Wes Anderson thing with them, where they have all of his titles on yeah, Criterion. They like, should. Mm-hmm. They should. They should. Transformers Four. Transformers. By Thank Criterion. You. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, the story I was trying to tell was I was there and I was looking for VHS cap, uh, movies that would be funny, and they I started seeing that they had copies of Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, and then I found a good copy of Last Crusade, and then I just found like the best versions of them on on VHS. I was like, I have to have these. Like, you know, I I still have my original copies of Star Wars, like the re-release of Star Wars, the one that doesn't have any changes to it at all, really? like the THX remastered one before they did anything. Oh, wow. Like I still have that, and I was like, that would be really cool. I could have the Raiders of the Lost Ark ones, and I got them, and they were a buck fifty. Then I paid for the, all three of them, and I got home, and I put them on my shelf, proudly to display them as like, ah, this is this thing that I have now. And I went, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Now I own VHS copies of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Why do I want this? As do I. Because you're an American. <laughs> do you really? I really do. I own a VHS copy of Raiders. <laughs> There you go. It's not. It's not uh, a bad. Thing. Yeah. I have a. Co- no. I have a VHS copy of Serial Mom. But I. I like. <laughs> it's not the same thing. But I like. You get what I'm yeah, I saying. Yeah. I like sought them out, and I was like proud and excited right. for the fact that like, oh, and now I have all three of them. No, that's amazing. And then, <laughs> and then I realized, like, what the fuck am I gonna? Do? I have all three of them on Blu-ray too. So when I got Raiders, I also got Big on VHS, Ooh, and I got Rock and Roll High School. Rock and Roll High School. Oh yeah. man, my favorite Corman. Corman piece of all time. It's so good. Big. Well, that and uh, Death Race Big's 2000. Good, yeah. Oh. Yes. I love See, something like that, something old like that on VHS might be cool, but I don't know. I, I just, want coffee it, or Foxy Brown on VHS. 
Ooh. Or, or, uh, Coffee'd be cool. You know what I would love to have? The original Halloween. That'd be awesome. I feel like it wouldn't. Oh, man. That'd be rough. I mean, I don't like that. But or like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Who was it that was talking a couple of weeks ago about the fact that when you watch those movies on VHS, they're actually more terrifying? Matt Willicks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We watched Salem's Lot on VHS on a projected screen, and it was amazing. Yeah. It was yeah, the yeah. best way to watch Salem's Lot when it's, when ever. It, his point was that when it's clean, um, shit. You I don't lo- remember his you point. Lose the listen to a couple factor. weeks ago. You, listen, you lose the creepy factor. Yeah, like there's something about um, watching it on VHS and, and feeling a bit more sucked into it because it's not quite as clean as... Do you feel like that's because that. we've been conditioned recently with all this found footage stuff? Or do you think it's because there's some sort of natural thing inside of us that actually is reacting? I think it's the way honestly, high death is developed. Yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. honestly just that it covers up to some degree how how not real it looks. It's a good shroud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, what I was talking about was that Why the Last Man is Dead... Um, I don't know how we got completely off topic there, but uh, it's disappointing at the same time uh, in reading the interview from Dan Trachtenberg, who was set to direct it originally, uh, they were basically going to tell the story of the first two trades, which is cool. Um, I still feel like HBO should just grow some balls and pick that show up and actually make something great. Um, Or even not HBO, AMC should do it or FX. Uh, You wouldn't even need to do it on, you know, Lifetime. Yeah. Whatever. There's no... There's, fuck, yeah, the if they do network. a good job with it, like, fine. Um, Fox. My, my point was more that you don't need to say fuck and you don't need to show nudity, so it doesn't really matter. Like, there is nudity in that book, but you don't have to have it, so... Um, someone should make that because it's great. Cool. Anyway, that's news. All right. Do we have a comic book this week? Steve, do you read comics? I don't, but I come from a family that has a pretty i don't know they're pretty stooped in comics but i think i'm like maybe one of the runts who just kind of never really got into it well shit zach we don't have a comic let's do comic book corner okay what's up nerds it's the comics corner so while we were in the car we were talking about a book that i've talked about many times um but i'm gonna spoil the shit out of it okay so if you have not read the first se- they're the season nine in quotes, Angel and Faith, um, and you haven't read it because like you're like, I don't really give a shit about comics or whatever, and it doesn't sound very interesting to me. I'm gonna tell you why you need to read this book because it's really good. So, number one, it gives Angel- blowjobs. <laughs> number two, no, 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 don't sully this. This is gonna be a beautiful moment, sir. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you if you know and love Buffy, uh, at the end of season eight. Spoilers again. At the end of his season eight, Giles is killed, and all of magic is taken out of the world. And Angel, to some degree, is is responsible for for Giles being killed. And at this point, Faith has she sort of turned good again, and he, Giles was really her mentor. And so Angel is wracked with guilt, and uh, Faith is just sort of grieving and trying to figure out how she's supposed to still be good, even without having this man who really tried to teach her how to be good and sort of coming into her own and becoming her own woman. And so out of that, they decide in a world without magic that they're going to go forward and try to bring Giles back from the dead. Um, And it starts with, basically, they just start filling his shoes and the things that he used to do on a day-to-day basis, they start doing. So what he used to do is he would go around and he had like this whole book of 
of people that he needed to help once in a while. So, like, in the first issue, there's this young girl who is possessed by this demon, and it only pops up, like, every year or so. So every year he goes and he meets with her and makes sure that she gets taken care of and doesn't get possessed or turn evil or anything. And they do their best to try and help her. Um, and as they do that, they start sort of figuring out what Giles was about and then figuring out how they can bring his soul back from the dead. Um, and it's, it is more than just the fact that it's really well written by Christos Gage, and it's more than the fact that the art is unbelievable by Rebecca Isaacs. It's that this is a book that proves that comic books is an, a truly viable art form for creative storytelling and character-driven plot. Right. But it is more than just, here's some superheroes beating the shit out of each other. And I think even if you hadn't read any of it, season eight, even if like comic books or Buffy comics never really interested you, if you're a big Buffy fan, you should just go pick this book up and start checking it out. Because the way that it digs into specifically Angel and Faith as characters and, and just what it's like to both go through that kind of grieving and try to move on from the death of somebody really important in your life... Um, and especially in, in respect, man, there is, because, because Giles had grown into this father figure for Faith, when her actual dad comes back into the story, and the way that they sort of juxtapose those two figures in her life, um, it's incredibly moving. And I've said it before, the season-long story that they're telling there about, about these two characters trying to bring Giles back is better than any other season-long story that took place in the actual show of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, if you go to the Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, you can get the first trade for 20% off. You can get all the trades of that series for 20% off. They have all the books there, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. All the books. Um, plus, you can go back and find a lot of the issues. Like, once you read it and you're like, oh, man, this issue was great and that issue was great and I want to go actually own those issues, you can go back and find them because they got all kinds of back issues there. Uh, and then once you're like, this book is fucking amazing, you can start reading uh, any of the new comics coming out about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, just by creating a hold slot, and you'll get a discount on those as well. Just talk to Andrew, and he will get you set up. Andrew has the hookups. You He's fantastic. I, I just remember that I was gonna give a jingle now for Andrew. Andrew's we should got just the make hookups. One. That's not the one. Yeah, no, it's the other <laughs> I'm just, one. I'm just kidding. Andrew's got the hookups. <laughs> the way, anyway, the way death is handled in the Buffy universe is actually kind of exquisite, mm -hmm. especially yeah. like the like not in the the body. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because because sometimes it's impermanent and sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. um, and this is one of those. I, I don't want to spoil it too much. It rides that line. Mm. Um, Good. And especially because, you know, we've seen like you go back and you look at when Buffy comes back from the dead at the beginning of season six, um, and how grotesque and tough that resurrection is. Mm. This exists in that universe, and things don't necessarily go the way you wanted them to. Mm. Uh, and at times, you don't even know if you want them to go at all. And that's what's great. Wow. Yeah. Um, that you can take a character who is so crucial to that series and that is so loved and write a book about characters who loved that character and do not want that character dead and then build to a place where you kind of feel like maybe they're okay without him. Uh, not saying that's where they leave it, just saying it's really well written. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. And dude, the fucking the body is such a great episode. It's such a good episode. Oh my god, it still makes me cry. I was lucky enough to write a paper about it for school. Oh really? Yeah, it was really? awesome. Yeah. Well, for what class? Um, it was this class I took uh, with the great 
Sarah Hagelin uh, over at UCD. It was originally it was called Film Directors, but she changed it this year, that year or that semester to TV auteurs. Ah. So we went through Joss Whedon, David Simon, and David Milch and watched mm-hmm. a ton of amazing television. That's awesome! It was incredible, man. Yeah. I got uh, who's in my introduction to literary criticism class that I got to write a couple papers, or I got to write a fairly long paper, I should say, about uh, Lost, where I, I talked about simulacrum and simulations and specifically looked at the episode where um, Hurley believes he's starting to go crazy again on the island and mm-hmm. is seeing his friend with the shoes. Um, Dave. Dave, yes. Uh, and just, yeah. It's it's really cool to have a class where you get to talk about television, specifically. Because, like, movies get done, but nobody, like, takes a specific episode and gets to talk about it very often. True. Yeah. And the body's a good one. Such a good one. Oh, my God. Whew. Uh, okay. I think... What did we see this week? We saw Box Trolls. That's right. James, should people go see Box Trolls? Yeah. Yeah, they should. Um, <laughs> as as with, I'm a huge Leica fan, big fan of Paranorman. Um, and as with Paranorman, I would say, you know, this is a PG movie. Don't bring your wee kids to it. But if you are a family that has eight-year-olds or older, you should probably bring them, you know, like mature kids, uh, you should bring them to see this. It's really witty, it's really fun, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Um Gorgeous in a different way from from the last two films. Like it's a dirtier looking film, but if you can appreciate how good dirty clay looks, uh, I think it's fantastic. What kept coming to mind for me in terms of the look was it's almost like um, like Baron Munchausen mixed with kind of the cabinet yeah. of Doctor Caligari. Yeah, it's sort of like it's a moody, but it's also very open and grand. Yeah, Steve, should people go see Box Trolls? Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, in addition to bringing their eight year olds, um, if they have some kind of pretentious 22-year-old film lovers Fuck like myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely. definitely like somebody named Steve. Steve, yeah, bring yeah. them because Ooh. I saw a lot of very deep issues that um, they're talking about. And I think one of the reasons why Like is so great is because they can do a lot of things that Pixar can't because they're so Disney'd yeah. out and so Disney-related. Yeah. Like there's a there's a character in here that it's not really even talked about, but there's a there's like a drag character. Yeah, like and that's it's just a thing. Yeah, and just like in Paranormal, there's like a gay character. Yeah, you know, and these are you know quote unquote kids movies, but they're you know this is you know they're the most they're mature out there. Mature, yeah, but they're, they're mature and this is you know 21st century and we're progressing hopefully as a culture and I think it's really amazing that they have something like that. Yeah, and um. So I thought there was a lot of, you know, and just a question of, you know, we made a joke about earlier, are you a boy or a box troll? You know, it's a lot about identity and, you know, figuring out who you are, even from such a young age, you know, kids, you know, figuring out what they want to, what they want to be when they grow up and who they are. Even again, going back to the whole sexuality thing, like kids, you know, finding their, their gender and their, you know, their view of the world and everything. Yeah. Um, so I know that's just thinking really, really deep into it, but no, at least that's the thing that's kind of. Kind of stuck out at me. Absolutely, cool, Dan. Hey, do you wish trolls. you'd seen Box Trolls? I did not see Box Trolls. I did not see that film. Excuse That's me. too bad. Yep, Shauna. <laughs> should people go see Box Trolls? Absolutely. Cool. But I liked like the main thing that I liked about this was the the empowerment, the self empowerment mm. that you create your own reality, you Absolutely. create your life, and that message is just one that every person needs to hear, whether you're you know eight years old or. 
38 years old. It just doesn't matter. Everyone can benefit from hearing that and being reminded that you have the power to create your life and who you want in it. Agreed. Um, I'm good. I think we're all in agreement here. It's a very solid uh, piece. Um, I thought it was personally a little bit like it's a story I've seen before, obviously, but it didn't deter me from it. Um, yeah. I certainly like Nick Frost and Simon Pegg's roles in the movie. Oh, and, such an good. amazing cast. Yeah, Whoa, it was very like you didn't really recognize anybody until you saw those names and you're like, holy shit. I, you I, know, yeah. Like fucking Jared ben Harris Hensley. is in this mm. movie. Um, and also I really enjoyed the animation and I love the box troll animation. I thought that was very ingenious and very well calculated, very meticulous. And it was very, very German expressionist look. Yes. So, and I yeah, totally yes. dug it. So here's a trailer for box trolls. In the town of Cheesebridge, when all good citizens are safe inside, beastly creatures roam the night. Box trolls. Box trolls are monsters. At least that's what everyone's been told. <laughs> Welcome to the magical world of the box trolls, where one lucky boy lives happily with his unusual family. They transform treasures into incredible inventions. Careful never to be seen Who's there? by human eyes. I want every box troll gone. I'm a box troll. Then let's see you fit in your box. Mm-hmm. Please help us. You need to look like a proper boy. Is he my Yes. Yes. No. When you meet someone, you must look them in the eye and shake hands. What are you doing? Box troll. Come out, come out. No more hiding, right? I will destroy every last box troll in this town. Black hole! Stand up for yourselves. Don't be afraid anymore. This way! Pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you. Do that before the box trolls off with the box. <laughs> One of the things I love about the film is its ability to be absolutely aware of itself. Yeah, it's very the Lockie, the Lockie, Lakey, I think that's the name, Laika. Laika. Uh, the company is very good at self-aware titles. Like Paranorman's very self-aware. I haven't seen Coraline, but I imagine there's a lot of self-aware elements to yes, it. Totally. Yeah. Um, so they're very good at being self-aware with their uh, material. Um, and I love the whole discussion about like how whether or not they're good guys or bad guys. <laughs> oh yeah, that that conversation. And and to piggyback well, just on a bunch that, of like, good girls coming around, going around. So and so. This is a movie where they 
Like they're not overt with it. Like it's not horrible, but there is there is one joke in this movie that is as obvious as it can be, but it's just brilliant. Which is the is it the milk? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah they all live down on Curd Way. Which way is that? Milk turns into it. Oh, oh. And then there's a rim shot in the background, and like. Oh man, like that line to me, I, I I could not stop laughing in the theater to the point where I kind of felt bad because I was like, ah, I gotta I gotta shut up so we can hear the next joke. But again, another reason why it's good to you know for older people too, totally. not just kids. Oh yeah, no, it's it is, and I I I maybe didn't make that clear in in my quick review before the before the trailer that like you know part of what I like going to Lake of Movies for is that they are. They're, they they tell a really good story that has a really good meaning, but they're not talking down to anyone. They don't talk down to True. kids, and they make a movie much like Pixar that also is entertaining for adults. Um, the only reason that I sort of harped on the make sure you don't bring kids too young is that, just like with Paranorman, there are some scarier bits to this movie. Um, and not even, like, the, the opening sequences with the box trolls are intentionally supposed to be kind of scary, but they they sort of, in a really ingenious way, turn without any dialogue, turn the, the box trolls from being scary into being like like a smarter, better version of the minions from The Spick Me. Me. Um, and less annoying. And less so annoying. less annoying, dear oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I, Don't, please. Yeah. <laughs> As somebody who has been adamant about how much he hates The Spick Me movies, I I thought the, the box trolls were exactly what the, minion, the minions should be. Um, but they... Uh, but but even more terrifying than that actually is the whole sequence with the guy who's allergic to cheese. Um, yes. That that allergic <laughs> that reaction <was> is really <laughs> fucking terrifying. Like if I were eight years old and I learned that some people their allergic reactions to cheese can make their face get huge and require leeches get thrown at them. Like, which I was actually at that point, I was terrified. Was genius, I was like, by the way. I really hope the leeches aren't scary, which they weren't like the leeches were like a comic, like relief, thankfully. Um, but when he threw leeches at them, I was like, Oh my God, like you guys are going a horrible direction with this it in plot. The scariest point. way where it was like, it was a shot from behind and yeah. then he turned really fast and his whole face was just like giant and like, Ugh. Yeah, and then he's got, like, leeches flying off yeah. of them, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, guys, this is for kids. <laughs> uh, did you forget this was for kids? And then, you know, like, you know, he sort of shakes them all off, and then there's one left on his nose, and he pulls that one off, and they're fairly harmless. Um, and he is supposed to be a, like, Ursula from The Little Mermaid disgusting kind of character, so I get that. But, like, the way his face balloons up. The villains were very cartoony. I really oh liked. yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a cartoon, but I liked how they played on the old tropes of cartoon yeah. villains. You didn't try to make it too serious. They knew that they were making a comedy. These guys seem to know their their primary bread and butter is comedic, like very dark, twisted they're, humor. They're very physical, which lends it lends a hand, or the the fact that it's claymation sort of lends itself too. Is that kind of physical comedy? Yeah, slapstick. It's it's the one yeah. place where you can still get away with it to this day. And they've got like. You know, those two henchmen are basically ripoffs of the 101 Dalmatian guys, but totally. but way smarter. Because mm. that whole conversation they're having in the background where, A, A, the big guy who's supposed to be a blunt instrument-looking character is, like, poetic, um, <laughs> which is very Laika. And then to have them basically having this really meta conversation about whether or not they're the henchmen and whether or not they're the bad guys, and they're like saying things and then going like what are the chances we're actually the good guys and their like, redemption is awesome yeah like they finally have this moment where they're like 
Oh, They're almost fuck. about to let that kid die. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, they know the whole time. You know the whole movie that they're actually good guys who don't understand their bad They're just guys. being manipulated. Right, yeah. Exactly. Except um, for the midget one. <laughs> yeah, he right. was actually well, he's just stupid. evil. That's, well, no, he's just... Well, he was unhinged a little well, bit. Well, <laughs> okay, maybe he's evil, or maybe he's just... Like, because most of his dialogue earlier on is, like, it's just one line, yeah. and it's just a thing that just happened, so he's almost just so dumb that... My favorite of his when everyone was chanting something, and he's just going, <laughs> chanting... <laughs> Chanting. Chanting. Everybody else is yelling white hat, and he and he started yelling white hat. Right. And then when they cut back to him, he's just yelling chanting. Uh, I like lost a lot of blood. Yeah. <laughs> yes, his only line in the whole movie is, I've lost a lot of blood. Oh, man. It's just really charming. Like, um, And again, the way that they turn those box rolls into somebody... Like that whole... That whole opening musical montage sequence that has no dialogue in it was very reminiscent of like a... It's not as good as Up, but it's along those same lines where they're telling you this story and making you care about these characters without ever actually saying anything, um, which was really cool, man. And it's, it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. I want I want more oh, claymation movies. I know, Zach, I know you're a filmmaker uh, like myself. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing I think in terms of dialogue, in terms of the lack of dialogue, I think it's always good to have that if you're trying to push kind of the visuals and the look and mm-hmm. the feel of things yeah and i think I, I totally agree with you and even just like the the uh the ge- not geography the um the ge- just geometry? the shape geometry yeah. sorry not geometry. the shading the, the, yeah the the, the, the shadows and yeah the it's just the <sighs> geometry of the world and just the it's box very it's you know it's yeah. very murnau it's very murnau um like, do you know what reminded me of a little bit was, well, you said Caligari, mm. but also M. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just the way the city's set up mm. and the way that the the, the structure, the, you know what I love is that there's no dialogue in the first, for the majority of the first part of the movie. Mm. And it's the box trolls and it's relying on their physical comedy before the boy starts speaking. That to oh. me was really strong. Like and a, I love it when a movie can do that. Like the dialogue, true. the dialogue with the villain and whatnot, that was like ominous and mysterious and then it goes into this comedic thing and then they start getting silly as they go along but there's a point into it where they're just introducing you to this world in a fantasia style mm. that really i think lends itself to the enjoyment of the picture absolutely when like the fact that they never tell you well i guess technically eventually they do but you understand that the box troll box trolls are like tinkerers and they're really good with you know understanding how machinery work and they're very inquisitive and that kind of stuff. You understand all of that long before anyone really puts their finger on it, right? Like you just sort of get who the box trolls are and what they really do without them ever saying anything. Cause it's just little thing, you know, like I love that sequence between uh fish and shoe at the beginning where fish finds the clock and things like this is cool and gets it to ring again, and then she just comes <laughs> over and steals it and runs away, and he's just sitting there with it ringing the whole time. That's what I thought it was just so genius. Right, the, the, and, the, the, then like, she, or, and then Fish goes and like finds something else and fixes that. Um, Which and is, then, oh, man. It, that's what makes, um, was it Elle Fanning or Dakota Fanning who voiced? Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning, yeah. Her character's so interesting because she has this whole... You know the upper world yeah. idea of box trolls were like there's you know bones and there's like skin and like you know just a oh, bunch yeah. of she like weird really feels gross so stuff. grotesque. Yeah, like so her, her mind was so morbid and dark. Yeah. I loved what, it. What? I loved it. It almost like it was like it was taking the piss out of like the 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 horror stories that they were even telling. Right. So like yeah. where where these adults are telling themselves these stories about how the box trolls are eating people and all of that stuff and. 
A, the fact that they were telling those stories was making their child, like, really grotesque in their mind. But also, to her, that stuff was kind of cool, right? Because <laughs> yeah, she even I, says, like, I was promised piles of bones. <laughs> and rivers <laughs> of blood. <laughs> rivers of blood. And you're like, wait a second. That's not supposed to be good. But you've been told that your whole life. So I guess it's really kind of desensitized, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's like childhood these days. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoa. It's getting to a big issue. <laughs> Especially if you take four year olds in to see box trolls. Whoa. Um, it's like if you take your three year old into Paranorman. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a that good one. Idea. That one's scarier. Yeah. And um, I kind of liked the political undertones a little bit too with the oh upper God. class and the whole disconnection of the white hats from everything else. <laughs> the whole white hat thing I mean, was weird, but I loved it. Everyone else focused on box trolls and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, losing their children and all of this horrible stuff. And then there's these four white hat guys who are clearly the upper crust who kind of the political leaders. And all they do is eat cheese and they have the money to build a children's hospital, but they buy but a giant wheel of brie instead. It's, it's just so funny. I love that so line good. where he's like, I should have just built the children's hospital. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it's just, it's hilarious because there's, right now in our political climate, there is a huge disconnect between the people and the, the lawmakers. And, and just seeing that portrayed so perfectly, you know, I mean, the, the her, the father figure, who yeah. isn't really a great father, um, just so disconnected from his own daughter and so just focused on his own you know, selfishness and his own pleasure and having his white hat and being this powerful figure. And he's the only one who cares about it. Yeah. Everyone else is just worried about surviving. Well, and him I mean, and the villain. And, <laughs> right. And the villain cares about it, of yeah. course. And even though the villain is deathly allergic to cheese. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's, it's really smart. And that's the kind of stuff that they successfully sort of add in there so that, like, like I said before, they're, it, it's it's there for adults as well, but they're telling it in a way that is not talking down to kids. You know, mm-hmm. like some kids are going to get that aspect of the movie, and those kids will be better for it. And the other kids will hopefully grow up with the movie and start to understand over time, and sort of start to see those things in their lives and go like, oh, some people are just eating cheese, and they should just be eating jelly and inventing things. Uh, because what we really learned from this film jelly. is that good fathers eat cheese and bad fathers, or good fathers eat jelly and bad fathers eat cheese. Because <laughs> jelly, like a heart, is gooey in the center. Uh, yeah, we were talking about it in the car. I have no idea how that metaphor works. Um, I don't know what's evil about cheese, that it's pretentious. It's hard maybe. and stinky. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the guy who ate jelly just liked jelly, and the people who ate cheese were always always dissecting the cheese and telling you what was good about it. Sean, did you love that scene where uh, um, Eggs goes into the the big party and he doesn't know how to like shake hands and is like like shaking hands at people and like like he like kisses the woman's hand once and and she's like and does it twice yeah then he just licks it (laughs) and then he just starts like shoving all this cheese into his mouth like it's just a perfect example like you're saying of like the two. The lower and upper classes coming together, mm-hmm. and the upper class being all like, "Oh my goodness!" And then him yeah. just being like, "Oh, well, I don't know what's going on." Which one is your father? Lord Portly Rhine. He's usually making speeches about cheese. Ah, Winifred. Hello, mummy dear. Oh, <laughs> who is this? I'm Expert. Expert is a normal name that he has. Expert. How nice. I, um, adore names from the Bible. It's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, whoa. No, no. Kiss a lady's hand. 
<clears throat> Darling, it's time to take off that dress and burn it. Don't move. I'll be right back. But which ones are the ladies? Him. It's a pleasure to meet you. Very good. Even if I don't mean it. What? Well, I never. And oh! it's a pleasure to meet you. obsession with the pomp and circumstance too like they just totally. the perspectives are so wildly different i mean here's mm -hmm. this kid who's grown up eating bugs and all of a sudden you know and, and doing greetings with box trolls and all of a sudden he's supposed to know how to act in the highest class society within this you know the city and yeah he just blunders through it and not a single person takes pity on him it, it, not yep. a single person yep. tries to to teach him anything or help him. They're all just repulsed. It's like this instant: you are not of us, you are other, and I am repulsed by you. And that just ties into the whole theme of the movie. But well, because it, in the end, none of that stuff actually matters, exactly. right? It's whether or not you're whether or not you're willing to get out of the box when you need to. <laughs> uh, that hey, actually yo. defines clever, who you are. Clever James. And that was box uh. trolls. <laughs> Man, and that that giant mechanical thing at the end. Spoilers. <laughs> that giant mechanical thing at the end in Wicked Wild, in like, Wild, Wild West. <laughs> in uh in like claymation is really impressive to look at. Yeah. Like yeah. that thing, that thing there's so But many, again, Wicked Wild, a Wicked Wild, yes. a Wicked Wild, Wild no, no. West. No, no. You're right. You're right. But I also think that that <laughs> I think there are some good parts about Wild Wild West. Um Change West. <laughs> I remember the name. Now, what you going to call? All right, there's not really. Clearly, but... someone else out there has some good things about Wild Wild West. <laughs> no, there's not. There's not no, really. No, it's good just that theme it. song. A wicked wild. A wicked wild. <laughs> I only want there to be because Kenneth Branagh is in that movie, in a wheelchair with no legs, yelling about black people. What was it? FDR I, I would... said, John. When you lay it down on paper, <laughs> it sounds hilarious. Oh man. Um, yeah. Cool. So box trolls, people should go see box trolls. Definitely, absolutely, it's fantastic. Cool. And then go see Paranorman. If you haven't seen Paranorman, what the fuck oh, is wrong with you? Oh, I have a Paranorman thing. Yeah. Um, on the thirty first, cool. uh, the Elmo Draftus is doing a special Aspen Grove trick or treat collab thing. We're showing Paranorman outside in the parking lot of Aspen oh. Grove. There's going to be a costume contest. There's going to be a bunch of fun stuff, prizes. Really very cool. Very cool stuff. What other awesome stuff does the Alamo have coming up? Um, well, this month we have the Mile High Horror Film Festival, which Ooh. is the 8th through the 12th of October. I, I think we're going to be there. We, we've been really, with, with Ryan being out, we've been really bad about where we are and aren't going to be. You, you should. We have Gunnar Hansen's going to be there. Yeah. Um, Julie Adams, who's the lady from the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Tony Todd from Candyman. Um, there's going to be a whole ton of awesome people there. Um, we also have a special series coming up called Science Friction with Jason Heller. Hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. Um, he is a writer for, is or was a writer for the AV Club. Um, I'm blanking right now. Um, but he's also a writer of a lot of novels. I don't want to like categorize them as kind of like futuristy kind of things, but he wrote like novels like, um, I think it's, there's a like Taft 2012 or something where it was like a, is robot. it about President Taft, but he's in the future? Taft in the future, yeah. Like Holy he's he's like the writer of that kind of book. So he's presenting <gasps> he's presenting those every Thursday. I think the first one is Videodrome. Um, he's doing so he's doing Videodrome. He's doing Dark Star. Um, he's doing one of the Halloween movies, I believe. Does he uh, does he get himself stuck in a future bathtub? 
Probably. I don't know. I haven't read the book. Oh, okay. Because President Taft got himself stuck in a ta- bathtub. Oh, really? Yeah. President Taft was also the first president to have a car chauffeur him. I'm around. so glad we talked about so many old presidents. President Taft was the first president to ever throw the first baseball in the World Series. That's awesome. And before we leave, um, Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know a bizarre amount of stuff. President Taft did not want to be president. His family made him do it. Wow. Yep. They made me do it. Yeah. How does that work? Those bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Like you're gonna get elected and you're gonna like it. <laughs> hey, listen, Sonny, you get up there on that podium and you talk about the economy, but I don't want to, Dad. <laughs> uh, what else is coming up? Anything cool? Um, was that not cool? Abbott no, and Costello no, it's cool. meet no, Frankenstein cool. October yes, six. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Uh, oh. Probably, I will be at that screening. Yeah, you all should come Abbott on down. Is. It'll be yeah. a fun ass time of Abbott and Costello. Yeah, it's a great movie. Please, uh, that movie deserves to be seen by more people. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. Um, Sold out crowds of like t- tons of like intimate couples coming there just to fuck. Even I don't care. Whoa, whoa, no! Pay attention <laughs> to the goddamn film, please. Um, <laughs> when Abbott and Costello are on screen, yeah. you can no, go ahead and do, do what you want to do. No, I'll be watching that and be laughing my ass off. But you can go do what you want to do. It's the Alamo, be quiet and behave. <laughs> <laughs> no, no talking, no texting, no fucking, please. No. <laughs> New uh, at the Alamo. Yeah, no Alamo, person. come in and fuck. No, 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 no. no, no. no come no, in and no. don't fuck. Don't fuck. <laughs> don't come in and don't fuck. Um, we're also starting a new series called The Thirty Seventh Chamber, which is all kung fu movies. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Are you uh, going to do the Thirty Sixth Chamber? Maybe, possibly. Yeah. Um, that's going to be so. Our Wednesdays are turning into Video Vortex, which is our VHS series. Um, Channel Z, which is Keith's series, which is turning just into horror. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So we're doing yeah, Video Vortex, Channel Z, which is just cult horror, and then 37 The Chamber, which is all awesome kung fu movies. So that's going to be – those are going to Wednesday's going to be like Wednesdays. cult night sort yeah, of. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Video Vortex was really cool. I liked um, – I love Video Vortex. Yeah. The, I'm, I'm actually kind of disappointed that he's turned it into only horror for now because uh, that's where we saw um, Last Biscuits. Action Hero. No, not Josie and the Pussycats. I did. I, I wanted to see Josie and the so Pussycats. Good. Yeah, you saw yeah, Last Action Hero. Yeah, yeah, we saw yeah. Last Action Hero there, which was awesome. I yeah. still have, like, the golden ticket that he gave really? us all. Oh, it was awesome. Awesome. Man. And it, like, said uh, Channel Z on there. Pretty sure I was your server for that. I think you were. Yeah, totally. Oh, I, my I think God. I had that golden ticket, too. You may have been. I, I still have the pin from that thing, too. I throw it on my, my work bag that I take. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's so right. There's like, the pins so for it. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. He should show more movies like that. Or yeah. you guys just make another cool indie cult thing oh we will show. we will oh good yes because video vortex is cool speaking of vhs video vortex is the one where uh i think usually video vortex is like either really weird vhs movies yeah, or they, they're movies that have only been released on vhs you can't find, oh that really is the yeah, rule you can't find a dvd you can't find a blu-ray of it they, they've only been found on vhs yeah so Which... it has, has that crazy oh. look to it so you can answer a question because yeah. Uh, I know the Chana's trying to say something, but you want to? Okay. Um, so for those, you guys roll a VCR onto the yep. onto the stage yep. and literally put the tape in. Yep. How are you getting the... Are you just running a long cable to the back, or is that all a joke? It's, it's all a big joke, James. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh it up. No, it's actually... Um, I actually just recently learned, because I've been doing some projection training, too. Yeah. Um, I learned... So basically, there's... It's all, it actually, I know it sounds stupid, but it's all like internet, essentially. Like there, really? It's all have, digital. Yeah, we have yeah. cables behind, this, this is like an in-depth look behind the Alamo. Oh, like we, cool. have, we have cables behind the screen that are connected to um, 
projectors um, in the theater. So cool. it's all it's a it's a really tough setup, mm-hmm. um, and it like, takes a long time to set it up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's I think that's what's kind of cool about it. So we just kind of yeah, we just roll out the VCR after it's all been set up through all like the the mixers, and we have to like have a special um, a bunch of special weird processors and things to actually get it's a it's a hard process but it's like so worth it because it's like you once you see it on screen yeah it's, it's insane it's so fun <laughs> very cool very cool well thanks so much for coming by steve absolutely after yeah, like a year so and a half of us talking about the alamo yeah this has been so much right? fun steve should come more often and yeah the, what's coming at the alamo should be a permanent section on the show oh fuck oh my god yeah. if you could do that Just that would be <laughs> incredible update us on the alamo every week absolutely no this is again this has been so much fun yeah we've been talking for so long i know and i've never wanted to be like Hey James, like, come on! I kind of want to be on the show, but then one day I was just like, oh, "That's how I it. did it." Yeah, right. Yeah. I was like, "Dude, and I he'll I never go a, away." A on yeah. <laughs> I just said, "Give me on that show! Hey, give me on the show! Come on!" Um, so yeah, this has been so much fun. It's so nice Thank meeting you, you guys, Dan, no, Sean, and Dan. Thank you so much for coming on. Steve, I want to have you. There is always more. a seat on um, this podcast. And thank Shana, you so much. Thank you for coming on as well. Yeah, cool. Cool. Uh, next week is Gone Girl with Maddie O'Connor this time. But I didn't say all Jinx, you can't talk. Ah! Damn it. That's how I'll do it. I fucking win! I'll go get a Coke from your fridge and give it to you. How about that? You can talk again when I watch Twombly, you motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) It's never fucking happening. Oh, Oh, my film is... I'm still waiting to hear back from the... Uh, Stars and Film Festival, but if, if it does get accepted into the shorts program, I'll let you guys know. Dude, oh, we'll yes, dude. No, we'll be we'll there bring on for sure. Crazy. Please be there. Yeah. Cool. Bring the fans. Yeah. All right, thanks. Thank Next you week is Gone Girl. We'll talk uh, some David Lynch. David Fincher. Whatever. Who gives a shit? <laughs> bye. 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 bye, bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production. You could have a good, like, radio-style voice. My dad has actually been in radio for my entire life, so I'm hoping it's a little hereditary. It, it yeah. might be. What did your dad do in radio? That bite. He uh, was a DJ. Does the DJ stuff. Like, for what station? Uh, he's in California, so... <laughs> you know this goes over the hey, internet. Right? It goes into all kinds of states. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the one that uh, Casey Kasem used to do uh, the top forty on. No, it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was really excited. I thought you were insane. okay. Uh, did he ever the work? Pedigree. With... The pedigree is amazing. Did, yeah. did he ever work with that guy from uh, American Graffiti? Nope. Ah, the, the Wolfman was the name. Yeah, the Wolfman. Jack. Yeah, Wolfman Jack. Got some popsicles for you kids. Whoa. <laughs> I don't think that's what Wolfman Jack was doing. Wasn't he, isn't he like eating like a popsicle or like a fudgicle in the last scene when he's talking to yes. Richard Dreyfuss? So, yeah. Yes, he is. Um, so, well, that's what you do. Well, it's because the, right the freezer is broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That movie, that movie is a series of anecdotes, and that's all it is. Like anecdotes about what you do when your freezer full of popsicle sticks is broken. Isn't every movie just a series of anecdotes? They're just telling you what happened. No, I mean, most movies are an anecdote. I know. I'm trying to be an asshole. Oh, okay.
Do you guys injections. always re- what? Do you guys always record here, or do you kind of trade around? Uh, well, we houses? used to record at Ryan's house almost all the time, but then he went and had a kid. Stupid! So, what an idiot! Who even Seriously. cares about babies? Yeah, I know. Really, tiny little poop <laughs> machines. Uh, Dan, how are you feeling now that you don't have pneumonia anymore? Better. Yeah. <laughs> less less pneumonia. How long did you have pneumonia for, and how did you get it? Uh, four days, and I shoved a microphone down my throat, and that's how I got it. <laughs> Um, it must have been a, a very moist microphone. Yeah, no, it, uh, it didn't have one of these like pop covers on it though. Filter, it's a pop filter. You were so it close. It was a dog filter, yeah. if you will, <laughs> like a red lipstick cock. God damn it, Zach! <laughs> this is why we don't let you on the show anymore. <laughs> I'm hosting the show. Yeah, he's like right here with a thing with a microphone with, with a thing in my in my hand. Also a microphone too. A oh. thing. And God damn it! Go. You know what? For that. If hold you, on. If you want hold this, on. like, hold tell on. me. And hold on. For that, you know what your punishment is? What? Welcome to the Real Nerds Podcast. <laughs> I am a host, James Hart.